Okay. So this word I've been thinking about for quite a few weeks now. Um, yeah, I think the last few weeks, months, not that we never do, but recently, I feel like we've received really like loads of amazing words. Derek was here with us a few weeks ago. Um, Nigel shared. I think just we are receiving so much and God is downloading amazing words. So I was thinking about what to share. Um, but one, one particular word kept coming to my, my mind. There was love. And I was like, okay, where do I go from here? So it was just this word love, and I just knew to talk about God's love. So if I think about myself, and every time I journal, and I love journaling, I do it fairly often, I start with thanksgiving. And more often than not, I thank God for the love that he has for me and the love that he, I receive every day from him through you know, different people, but as well as the love that I receive just from God, and I know about it more and more. Um, I don't always feel that love. I'm not always in the mood to thank him for it. But the more I say thank you, the easier it is for me to see it everywhere I go. And as I sat and thought about that, I realized even more how amazing this love is, how it has enabled me to grow and become who I am today. Being loved and becoming more and more secure in God's love for me has helped me grow and change. Yes, it was all the things that I've heard and all the things that I have done that I had to do, but it was all the source of everything was love. The source of me growing, the source of me going forward was love. And there's a song that we sang a few weeks ago that said, I will build my life upon your love. It's a strong foundation. And I love this song. It's a really beautiful song. And I heard it many times before. But that, a few weeks ago when we sang it, I was reminded that actually his love for me is the strongest foundation. I need to build my life on his love. Not on anything else but his love for me. The more secure I grow in his love, the more I will know that he is... um, my provider, Josh, next one, my healer, my father, my comforter, my everything. The more secure I grow in his love, all those things I will be more secure in. And it all comes out of his love for me, which reminded me of my own journey, my journey for the past 10 years. If I think of myself personally, for the last 10 years, I have grown and I've learned so much. I've become more like Jesus and I've become more secure and know my significance more than before. And I know it is not only because of the things that I have heard, the things I've been told, or even the things that I did. But firstly, and more than everything, because of the love that I have received, the love that has been poured into my life from God, from God, but also from the people around me, that God wanted to pour love from through every person around me. I have been, and I am still, and I will always be, very loved. I am learning that more and more every day. I know now, more than I've ever known, that I am loved. I am going to know it even more in a year time, in six months' time, in ten years' time. But now I know that I know the most I've known it before. I know how much God loves me, how good he is. I'm still learning, but now I know it more than ever before. And it's a very freeing place to be in. Because I'm not ruled so much by what's happening around me, but by God's love for me. And I know that love won't change. The journey has been more of realizing God's love doesn't change for me than actually realizing it's there. I knew it was there, but will it change? Will it change when I do this? Will it change when I have this day? Will it change when this happens? But now I know it will not change. This love has allowed me to thrive, 
has opened my eyes and my mind to want to learn more, move forwards, and change and become more and more like Jesus. I just, I am so amazed by this love. I know this love more and more because I'm walking in relationship. Relationship with God and relationship with others. We were created to be in community, not just me and God, but in a community of people being in relationship, loving and growing together. The Trinity shows us that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are in community. Therefore, it's showing us, it's modeling us how we are meant to be in community. Not just me and you this way, but actually this way as well. And we are in community. Through relationship, I have grown. True relationships with people that have, have the same heart as God has. And people that love me with God's love. I am so blessed. And we are also blessed in this place to have people like that. Right? Yes. Are we blessed? Yes. I am blessed. Yes. Can you say that you have at least one person out in your life? Yes, yes. I can. I, I can. I can say that I at least have one person, so I'm blessed. Uh, but one of those pers- people in my life is Adam. And I am learning so much from him, practically, but also because I have been shown that I am loved deeply as the Father loves me. And I can make mistakes, and I am loved the same. And when I get it right... I'm loved the same. And when I don't get it quite right, I'm loved the same. That is the Father's love. Yes, it's Adam's love for me, but it's the Father's love for me through him. But I've learned that if I get it right, he doesn't love me more. And if I get it not right, he doesn't love me any less. He showed me the Father's love. And I became more aware of God's love inside of me because of the outward expression that someone showed me, that someone expressed to me. Yes, I knew of the Father's love. Yes, I knew of the words that his love never changes. But when someone expressed that to me, I was like, okay, yes, this is how God loves. That when I get that wrong, this is how the Father loves because someone outwardly expressed that to me. And I am so blessed to say that I have people around me that show me the Father's love. Let's read Romans 5, verse 5, that says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. His love has been poured into my life already. It's on the inside of me, and I need to thank him for it, even when I don't feel like it. Thank him that I am loved, that I've been loved even before I knew it. And sometimes that awareness does come with time, that actually... Ten years ago, when I was really, really low and I felt really upset, God still loved me. I didn't know it then, but now I know that even then I was loved. Even then when I was feeling sad or even then when I was thinking, where is God? Why is this all happening to me? He loved me even then. And sometimes it, I need to remind myself that in those times he loved me, in these times he loves me, and in the times to come he will love me. And you've been there. You don't always feel like saying that. You know, sometimes I sit down with my journal, I'm like, I only have 20 minutes because Ollie's going to wake up. Oh, but do I want, oh, I'm not quite feeling the love right now because I'm so tired and I'm so stressed. And this week, God, have you seen what's going on this week? I don't quite feel like starting with, thank you for your love or thank you that I'm loved because I didn't quite feel loved this week because so-and-so didn't reply to my text or because so-and-so was quite busy for me. So I'm not going to, but actually that's when it's most important to do it. That's when it's most important for me to be like, no, I'm going to put all those thoughts aside because... It's how I feel, but God's love is not a feeling, it's truth and it's reality. And if I start with that, then the feelings do catch up. His love has been poured into my life already. It's on the inside of me. I need to thank him for it, even when I don't feel like it. I don't need more of God's love. 
because he has already poured it out into my heart. My task now is to become more aware of his love that is already on the inside of me. He has poured into my heart, it's already there. But I need to become aware that it's already there. When I ask for, for more love, it's like asking for more of something that's been given to you. It's like, I put sometimes food in front of Ollie, and it goes, mm, mm, and I'm like, but it's right there. <laughs> and I have less patience than God does. But we, we do that sometimes. I need more of God's love. I want you to love me more. Show me that you love me today. And God is like, but I have given it all to you. Not even around you, but inside of you. So we need to become aware of the love, not just ask for more love. Which got me thinking about how, and I, how I and I, we, we should love one another. How we were told to love one another. Not because it's a box to be ticked, but because I know how, how God loves me. And I know love in my life. And I know how God's love has changed my life. Because I'm growing more and more securing it every day. Therefore, I can flow out of it. If we read John 13, 34 to 35, it says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. When the mirror... Uh, Translation, it says, I give you a new commandment. Keep on loving one another just as I have loved you. My love for you is the source of your love for one another. My source for you of your love is the source of your love for one another. The verse says that we should love one another as we have been loved, which sometimes seems a little bit unreachable. How can I love God? How can I love how God and Jesus love? How can I love with the same God? God's love is perfect and unconditional, and you might think that you will not reach that goal, which is true. We might never get there, but we are still told to love one another as we have been loved. We are still told to love one another as Jesus loved us, which is the ultimate goal. Even when we can't reach the goal, we can, we can get closer and closer to loving more like God loves. We can always move towards it and increasingly love Jesus. If I'm on this side... And I'm like, I can never reach that. I'm just going to stay here. I can never, I'm never going to make it there, okay? I'm never going to make it because I'm just a human and God is God and therefore I'm never going to get there. But if I stay here, I'm, I haven't learned, I haven't changed, I haven't grown. Yes, I'm never going to get there, but I can do this and then I can do this and I can do this. And each step gets me closer. And each step, closer means I'm learning and I'm growing. And closer means I'm also becoming so much more aware of his love that I can give it out in a way that it's not my love. But let's carry on. The goal is not to reach the goal, but to increasingly move forward towards loving one another as he has loved us. If we set low goals, we'll end up with low results. But if I aim high, I will go further and further up as I try to reach it. If I aim to love one another as God loves people, I might not reach it, but I'm going to get fairly close to it. But if I aim to love people just how, I'm going to aim to love people just how I'm feeling every day. Then that's where I'm going to be every day. I'm never going to move forward. We need to know God's love more and more and be rooted in it in order to love one another and grow into loving one another. But the way we see God is the way we think he loves us. The way we think he loves us is the same way we will love other people. The way we think he loves us is the same way we will love other people. 
I need to first realize, how do I see God? What is my image of him? Do I, what do I really believe that he is like? If I see a big, mean God high up in the sky that is judging, that is, that's how I'll perceive his love for me. If I think God judges me and he has a judgy love towards me, that is the love I will use for other people around me. If I feel that this morning I didn't read my Bible, therefore God judged me, then I'm going to go out and when I see a person that also hasn't read their Bible, I'm also going to judge them. Yeah. I'm going to be like, well, I've already been judged this morning by God, so therefore I'm going to judge you. By the way, have, you haven't read your Bible. I'm not sure how I got... And that's what we do. And you might not use the words, but in, your, in our mind we do. Because our view of God reflects how we love other people. If I think God loves me more or less, depending on my, how my day has been, then I will love people around me the same. I will love people according to how they've been that day. Our view of God matters so much to our experience of God, and our experience of God affects how we talk and share about him to other people and about his love. If my view of God is of a punishing God, then my experience of him is of being punished. When, and what I mean is, if my view of God is of a punishing God and something happens to me, my first thought won't be like, this is life, or this is the consequence of something I did last week. I'll think, oh, I've been punished by God. Oh, I cannot believe it. What did I do? Let's remember, what did I do last week? Last week I did that. It must be that. Because of that, God punished me today. I need to go back, and I'm going to repent, and hopefully 10 hours of prayer will make me having a good day tomorrow. And then, therefore, when I see somebody not doing something that I think is right or I agree with, I will put my judgment of punishing God on them. And I'll be like, ooh, something's going to happen to you. God does not like that. Therefore, when something doesn't go right, I think God is trying to tell me something. Therefore, it affects how I talk and share about him and his love. I will share from this place of fear and punishment that God did not put me in. I'm in a place of fear and punishment. I was not placed there by God. I put myself there. But then I will share out of this place. And out of fear and punishment, you know, out of fear, you only just have to watch the news this week to, find, to see what people say out of fear. But God did not put you there. God did not put me in the place of fear and punishment. So as we increase in our security in God's love, we are able to show his love to everyone around us. As I learn more about him, I start changing my view of him and my experience of him will be a different one. And I can give out love out of this new place. The more I know I am loved unconditionally and somebody shows me that love, the more I'll be like, oh, maybe this view that I had of God was not quite how God is. Therefore, I can love out of this new place. My love isn't enough. I need his love. He is the source of our love. Let's read again John 13. I give you a new commandment. Keep on loving one another, just as I have loved you. My love for you is the source of your love for one another. A source is just like where you go and get everything. The source of my water is at the sink, so I go there every time I need water. So the source of my love for one another it's not having a good day. It's not feeling good about myself today. It's not how I feel about a person today. The source of my love for one another is God. And if I don't go to the source, I won't have enough love to give out. God is asking us to love with his love, not with ours. If I think of maybe having like two wells inside of me, 
One of them is my love for people, and the other one is God's love inside of me for other people. They are both there. You just need to become aware of them. They are both there. God's love, well, is always full. Always full, actually, like, going outside? Overflow, thank you. It's always full. I just need to become, I just need to know it's there, and I also need to use it. It's always there. It hasn't run down. I have to be like, oh, God, pour some more, please. Now, I use my love for the people that I like and get along with, like, let's say, Matthew and my son, Oliver. I don't need to work hard at loving them. It comes easily to me. I can use my own love well. Or my close friends, I, I use my love to love them. Why? Because the well of my love uses my criteria of liking people, my criteria of loving people. I can love so-and-so so easily because they like the same things that I do. They have the same ideas as I do. They have the same political ideas as I do. They agree with what I say. They listen to the music that I do. Therefore, it's very easy for me to love them. I'm using my own love. I'm using my own criteria. Therefore, I can use my love to love them because it comes easily to me. But we all know and have those people that loving them might not come so easily, which is okay, because we are all different and you are not meant to love everyone with your love. That's why it says, my love for you is the source of your love for one another. God doesn't love like this. He doesn't look on the outside appearance and action and he looks at you. He looks at you and he loves you, not because you deserve it, not because you've done anything for you, for it, because he loves you because you are his creation and he adores you. That's how God loves. God doesn't use any criteria because if he used any criteria, none of us would be any deserving of his love anyway. Praise the Lord. C.S. Lewis says in one of his books, but God's love is holy, disinterested and desires what is best simply for the beloved. It enables him to love what is not naturally lovable, lepers, criminals, enemies, morons, the sulky, superior, and the sneering. This is who God loves. Not because of anything, not because of anything done. When Adam prayed this morning for baby Seth, and he said he knew him way before. So God loved him way before he even did anything. Way before when he'll grow up and he might not make the best choices. God loved him. And it's a truth for all of us. He loved us way before we'd done anything, good or bad. In his book, he goes on to say that our own selves were not naturally drawn to love the unlovely. And it's only with the presence of the divine love that we are fully able to encompass and express love to the unlovely. I need his source in order to love the unlovely. Our natural loves are not enough to love someone in a pure way. Our love isn't pure. It's always looking for return, wanting something back. It's never purely about the person or object, which is not entirely wrong, but it isn't, it's not how God's love is. I need to realize that how I love, it's how I love, but it's not how God loves. Yes, I love, and when I love, and I do something nice out of love for somebody, and they return it, it feels really nice, therefore encourages me to do it next time because I might get something in return, or a love, or an action, or a present, but that's not how God's love is. And I need to realize that God's love is not my love. And we are called to love with his love that has been poured into our hearts. I'm called to love with his love, not with mine. We are called to become aware of God's love on the inside of us and use it to love one another. Not because I agree with you or that we have stuff in common, but because God loves you. Therefore, I love you. 
Not because you get things right or wrong, but because you were created in God's image, because you are loved beyond compare by the Father. And he wants all of us to love one another with this love, love that goes beyond liking one another. I cannot like you, and I, cannot, I don't have to agree what you do or what you say, but I can love you because I'm using God's well love. And therefore, I can give out of that because that never runs out. So I can keep using it. Uh, in verse 35, it says, By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Not by your actions, not by your words, not by the amount of books you read or the amount of times you read the Bible in a day, but by loving one another. Let's read John 4, 7 to 12 in the NIV. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and set his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We read here that God is love. It doesn't say that God is like love, or God feels love, or God shows love. God is love. He is the pure essence of love. So we can replace the word God with love. And if we read verse 12 again, it says, we can read this. No one has ever seen love, but if we love one another, love lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. I don't know what love looks like as an appearance. But I know love because I've experienced love, because I have been loved. This can be our unit of measure, if you like, loving one another, increasingly growing into loving one another by becoming more and more aware of God's love on the inside of me. Becoming more aware of God's love that's already been poured into our hearts. Because when we love one another, we show other people that God, that love, looks like. We show them what God looks like. Therefore, we show them what love looks like beyond descriptions and Bible verses, but showing through our love and his love in us. That is God's love. And um, this week I was um, encouraged to spend a little bit of time reading over this word and just getting it, just spend a bit of alone time with God, which I love and I love journaling, but I'm not always the best at just, like Adam said this morning, not have any expectations. I usually think, okay, I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes and write, then this many minutes, and I'm going to listen to some music, and then I'm going to pray, and then probably towards the end of that, when I've done my bit, God is going to talk to me. Therefore, I've put expectation on this time. Therefore, I'm, I could be missing out. So I knew this is a challenge for me, so I was like, I need to do it. And um, I'm driving around. Um, if you're a parent, you know you have to drive around for the child to fall asleep. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm driving around, and... Instead of spending this time praying, I'm, I'm spending this time planning my time with God. So I'm like, okay, so when I get home, I could do this, and I'm going to make sure that Ollie goes to sleep at this time. And in between, the, and then I was like, wait, wait, I've got this time right now. I, I, we don't put music on when we try to fall asleep. So I'm like, it's quiet in the car. It's nice and warm. I do have to drive quite a while until he falls asleep. So I start praying, and I'm like, no expectations, no expectations. And it's super low tra slow traffic, like 
slow. Um, and I'm driving, and then starts, the car starts moving, and it's super slow. And the car in front of me barely, barely moves in front. I'm like, oh, I'll go. Before I know it, this guy behind me comes super slow. He looks, looks at me and goes in front of me. And I'm like, really? Like, we're in slow traffic, and I'm getting annoyed at him, and I'm like, I can't beat my horn, which I never do <laughs> all the time. I'm like, I'm trying to fall, put the baby to sleep. I can't. I'm like, okay. So I'm driving, I'm driving. And then the traffic starts moving really fast. And this guy is going super slow. I'm like, you overtook me for what? And I'm like, okay, never mind. And in between this time, I'm like, okay, let's go back to the praying. What was I praying? Oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. No expectation. And then this woman decides to cross the road, like, not looking. And I'm like, slamming my brakes. And again, no, no beeping. And no, the baby's leaving. And I'm like, I'm like, is it silly people day out? Because it feels like it. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, I need to go back to my praying. So then I'm praying again. Oh, oh yes, thank you. No, yeah, no explanation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then another person, oh, just cuts me on. I'm like, oh, Lord. And after like five times, this happened in a matter of like five, seven minutes. Um, I was like, I'm not even praying. I'm not, I'm like, obviously, I have to pay attention to the road. Cause... And then I literally, I said these words to God. I was like, God, I'm so sorry. I keep getting interrupted by this. Silly people. And God is like, they're not silly. And I'm like, yeah, but God, you've seen him. Like, what about the first guy? Like, you've seen him. Like, I'm sorry I'm getting interrupted here. And I did want to spend the time with you. And I did want to pray. But it's not my fault. You've seen that guy. And God, and then I heard this voice. I love them. And I'm like, I don't want to contradict with you today, Lord, of all days. But let's just review again what happened. The guy, anyway, so I'm driving, and this happens, and I'm like, I know there's sometimes people silly on the road, and sometimes I make mistakes on the road, but this felt like God was trying to teach me a lesson because every person on the road felt like they didn't pass their test. <laughs> and each time that would happen, I heard God going, I love them, I love them, I love them, and I'm like, oh, I get it, but still, today, of all... Like, I just could not, and every time I was like, oh, yeah, that is true. I am talking on Sunday about love, and I'm getting annoyed at this silly person. No, 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 it's true. And then something else would happen, and straight away I would go back into the mode of, oh, they are so annoying. And then God was like, I love them. I love them. And then I'm driving by, and some kids walking back from school, and I was like, I love them. I'm like, I didn't even have a problem with them. I'm like, they were just walking. And God is like, I love them. I love them. I'm like, Okay. And he really, really had to bring me back down. And I didn't have expectation. Trust me, I did not expect God saying this to me today. I expected God to be like, I know, right? That guy, he was in the wrong. He didn't say that. And he kept saying that. And that happened about Tuesday. Tuesday, all week long, wherever I'm going. I love them. I love them. And I'm like, okay, God, I get it. And God is like, no, 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 I love them. And I'm like, oh. And then it kind of clicked to me that actually... So if I think of my life, I have people that I like very much, and maybe I have some people that I see every day, like work or places, that I don't like, and I have to work on loving them. But actually, how many hundreds of people do I interact with every day? For one second. And that one second, God was like, I love them. But actually, my first thought was not that. For one second that I interact with a person, I might have called them some names, I might have been annoyed, I might have... You know, actually, 
never mind. But every interaction that I have with people, what was it? Was it me giving out love that I talk about, that I have, that I receive all the time? Or was it, and it doesn't matter I'm never gonna see them again. It doesn't matter they know who I am. It doesn't matter that they didn't hear me or heard those thoughts that I had. Were they love thoughts or were they not love thoughts? And then that happened all week long. And then this woman Acosta like, anyway, and then God was like, I love her, I love her, I love them, I love him. And I'm like, yes, that is so true. And this voice all week stayed with me. I love them. And then it cut everything. I'm like, well, what can I do now? Who am I to go above God and be like, but, but by the way, can we just review the love you have for this person? I'm like, I don't have any right to tell God, God loves them, therefore I love them. No, I can't use my own tongue, my own well, because my tongue is really empty right now because you've cut in front of me. But, oh wait, I have another tongue. I have another well that is overflowing, that is never stopping, that it's never ending. And I can use this one because God reminds me that I love them and I love them. So I do pray and together you with me, you will hear this amazing voice of God. Every person, God loves them. And not because of anything they've done. And not because he agrees with how they've cut in front of me, because I don't think he does. Because he loves them, therefore I love them. And if all I will ever see this person is one second in my life, them cutting in front of me, and I bless them and I pray for them, then that is what God wants me to do. That is how God wants me to love people. And I don't have to go on a big journey and be like, okay, now we're gonna become best friends because we met in a very, no, no, I just have to love them. Wherever I go, I have to love. Wherever I am, I have to love and give it out. And I don't have to tell them, but what comes out of my heart, what comes out of my mind, what comes out of my mouth, is it love? And I want it to be love, and it's increasingly love. And I know that there's a goal, and even if I can't reach the goal, I'm increasingly there. So God loves you, and he loves everyone else around you. Amen.